What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Jake's Take Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Fur with the Mansfield News Journal, and we're continuing our yearly, our weekly series this year with uh, Talking Tigers, Talking Tigers football here. Um, last week, the Mansfield Senior Tigers were uh, 31-11 to winners over Worcester, one of the better all-around game, all games for, uh, for the Tigers this year, I think. Uh, Worcester is no joke. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good opponent there, and to hold them to 11 points... Uh, is is kind of a big deal. Um, they they allowed the Tigers allowed a score at the beginning of the second half, and then uh, kind of just the rest of the way just just pitched a shutout. So it was a huge kind of answer there by the Tigers. But um, running down some of the numbers here real quick, um, Duke Reese uh, was the leading rusher uh, in this game. We'll talk a little bit about that later on. But that's that's a huge huge. Uh, thing that that the Tigers are trying to do here. So Duke Reese had uh, 16 rushes for 113 yards and a touchdown. His touchdown was 56 yards. And, and man, if if you question Duke's Re- Duke Reese's speed, uh, he he pulled away from Worcester defenders uh, late in that one. And uh, it was it was one of the most impressive runs that we've seen so far. Zion Brown had 78 yards on 17 carries. Uh, Isaiah Darson had a nice game with 51 yards on six carries. And uh, senior Ricky Mills had 42 yards on six carries. So you have four guys who had over 40 yards rushing. And, you know, it's kind of hard to, to kind of keep track of, of some very good weapons there by the Tigers when, uh, when four guys are kind of carrying the load. Ricky Mills had a nice two-yard touchdown run in the second quarter um, and, and just kind of uh, blew things open from there. Sean Putt, um, we'll talk talk a little bit about him too. Uh, he had four field goals in this one. So he had a 33-yarder, 24-yarder, 32-yarder, and a 26-yarder. And that unofficially ties the uh, the school record for the most field goals in a single game. Um, there isn't a whole lot of uh, record keeping on, on kicking field goals. And um, it's believed that that is the school record now is four in a single game. So a big-time performance from him. Um, Tigers had 411 total yards of offense and only allowed 124. So that's a, I mean, that's one of the most dominating performances that, that we've seen in a long time. Uh, Tigers had 284 yards rushing on 48 carries and held Worcester to 29 yards on 22 carries. So just over one yard per carry for Worcester in that one. That's uh, if you want to win football games, you run the football and you stop the run. And that's exactly what the Tigers did. For the second week in a row, Mansfield Sr. had 200 yards rushing at halftime. Uh, last week they did it against Ashland. This week they, they did it against Worcester. Two very, very good teams in the OCC. 21 first downs for the Tigers, only five for Worcester. Um, and 70 plays for the Tigers and only 36 for Worcester. So time of possession... 31-45 and 16-15 for Worcester. So they they had the ball. It, it seemed like the, the Tigers' offense took their time, did what they had to do to score, and, and kind of grinded out the clock. And then the defense just kept the generals off the field all night long. And it's a big all-around performance. Uh, head coach Chokey Bradley was absolutely thrilled with it. Um, we talked to him a little bit, uh, just about, and, and that, that win Friday night was the program's 600th win, um, in, in this program's history, which is absolutely huge. I think there's only about 35 programs in the entire state, uh, that have more than 600 wins. So big ups to that program. The, the Tigers have won a lot of games over the last 13 years since Chokey Bradley took over and he's 
taking a lot of pride in, in where this program is. So we sat down and talked to Choke a little bit uh, just about the, the performance and, and kind of uh, what, what he kind of expects out of his teams here in the last two weeks of the season. The Tigers have two extremely winnable games. They have Mount Vernon, who hasn't won since week one. Um, they beat a winless uh, Marion Harding team. So, um, you know, I, I think the Tigers can actually can have a lot of fun here on Friday night. And then uh, they travel to Madison uh, in week 10. So um, big time game for that. Um, and I think the Tigers can can win this win out here and, and see how things hash out. But um, here's Chucky Bradley. Just uh, just got his thoughts on the whole week uh, of getting 600 wins. Um, and, and kind of how Duke Reese has, has really evolved as a quarterback and as a running quarterback. So let's let's hear from Chokey real quick. First, six hundred wins, six hundredth win of this this storied program. I mean, for you to to be a part of it last thirteen years and. And even as a player, I mean, what does what does six hundred mean to you and, and to this program? Well, I think it uh, it just exemplifies, you know, Tiger football, and you know the the gritty, tough, you know, hard work mentality, the blue collar mentality that this story program has, you know, carried through, you know, over you know, 100 years of, of uh, football around here. And um, for me, it's just it's just a blessing, you know, that God was able to allow me to to be a part of it as a coach and as a player. Right. I mean, there's, like J.O. said, there's kind of been peaks and valleys in this program, but there's been more peaks. Uh, I mean, your the overall record is, is a, you know, miles above 500. Um, and, and just to... Just to kind of establish something like that in in this area and in, in this city, I mean, that that just I feel like that has to be something special. Yeah, I mean, it's just for me. We've always had talent here. You know, I call this place a diamond mm-hmm. in the rough. Um, you know, we keep athletes, big physical kids. Um, you know, we keep football players. Right. You know, even a lot of our basketball players are really football players. Right. Right. Um, they just. They, you know, they, they get brainwashed by different people around here. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and some of them actually miss out on their blessings. Right. Um, but, you know, the thing about it is it's just, you know, it's just a, it's, it's a great, it's a great moment for us, you know, to be a part of this thing and, and to see this uh, football program, you know, keep, you know, keep rising and, and keep, you know, getting better and, and reaching, you know, different pinnacles throughout, you know, the time. I know the time I've been here, um, you know, Coach Jay did a really good job of, of um, you know, taking the, the program to the next level. Um, you know, he, re, you know, retired and went on to, you know, collegiate ball and things of that nature. And, you know, he passed the torch to some other guys that, you know, they, they you know, they just didn't get it done. And, uh um, you know, I was fortunate enough uh, to step in at the right time, and uh, I've always envisioned, you know, Tiger football being what it is right now. Right. Um, and uh, you know, we ain't done yet. You know, right. we want to continue to 
to reach our goals. We haven't reached our goal yet, you know, so uh, we got to keep striving. I think there was, if there's one game that kind of exemplified Tiger football, it was, it was this Friday night. I mean, you guys ran the ball well. You had over 200 yards at halftime. I think you almost finished with 300 pretty close. Then you had four straight turnovers there in the fourth quarter. You forced them and scored on a scored a defensive touchdown. I know you want to put a few more in the end zone there, but you got I mean you got points on almost every drive. So I mean just a, another I feel like I said almost every week. This this one feels like your most complete game. It seems like you guys are just getting better and better every week. That's what we try to you know try to preach to our kids, you know, as coaches throughout you know the season. Um, you know, just keep getting better. You know, we've been talking about fixing us, working on us, focusing on us, you know, for, you know, seven or eight weeks now. Uh, so, you know, that's still something that means a lot to us right. um, as a football program, as a coaching staff. Uh, we're going to continue to try to get better at us, right. um, the little things, um, things we see on tape, um, you know, just just – you know, getting better at each position, right. you know what I mean, um, each unit um, in all three phases, you know, defense, defense, and special teams. I mean, I feel like these next two weeks are, are a huge opportunity for you guys to get better at things. I mean, you're, you're kind of facing lesser opponents, and, you know, on paper, if the game was played on paper, you guys would be 2-0 in the next two weeks. But uh, this is just a – I feel like this is just a great opportunity to kind of improve on, on kind of – a little thing that you really want to sure up. I mean, what maybe what are a couple of those little things, maybe offensive or defensively, that, that you just want to get better at? Well, I, you can always be more fundamental. Yeah. Uh, so we can, you know, you always want to continue to get better at at that in that regard. Um, but I think also for us, you know, we get an opportunity these next couple of weeks to to get um, you know some depth. Right. Um, start right. to develop some depth at some different positions and uh, get some other guys some minutes, some reps, uh, some under-the-light reps, some live, you know, Friday night football reps um, that might not have been getting as many reps throughout, you know, these, these um, you know, previous, you know, seven weeks or so. Uh, so it would be good to see some of our, you know, younger guys, some of our other kids who are good football players you know, get out here and, and uh, you know, and take the coaching right. and uh, and make mistakes so we can fix them too. Right. Um, you know, but we're going to need everybody. You know, we're, you know, our goal is is always to, you know, get all the way to the top, man, and finish. Uh, we didn't finish in 19. Um, so, our you know, our goal is to finish. And uh, we're going to need everybody in order for us to do that. No, I mean, that that's – these two weeks will probably be able to allow you guys to do that. That's – that's that's good. That's something I didn't even think of. Just kind of getting depth because playoff time, you always need that one. Gotta extra have it, guy. man. You always gotta have it. it. You know. And and playoff time. I mean, you guys clinched a playoff spot uh, with that last week win. I mean, that I don't I don't know. Does that take any any weight off the shoulders? Any pressure off? Or do you guys still are you guys still kind of working at a at a high sense of urgency? No, we still have an urgency, man. We still got to play with some urgency. Um, you know, we we. Uh, you know, we're not a finished product. So we still gotta play with some edge. We still gotta play with you know, with 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 you know, the urgency that you speak of. Uh, we can't get complacent. Right. Um, you know, 'cause we gotta think big picture. Yeah. And uh if you if you small minded and simple minded, then you 
you know, you, you lose your edge. And that's not what we want to do here. Um, as soon as you do that, people get hurt too. Yeah. You start piling up injuries and, and uh, that's never good. So, you know, we got to stay healthy and we still got to keep our edge and we still got to come to practice every day and attack practice the way that we've been practicing the last seven weeks. Um, we got to keep our eyes on the prize, man. We got to think big picture. And I, I mean, how how do you kind of prepare a team when you, you your, your guys kind of know when they're going into a game that you know they're they're on the you know they're favored? I would say they're yeah. they're highly favored. Um, I mean, just how do you kind of prepare them and make sure that they kind of keep their eyes on on what? Well, they're we set to goals, do? man. We set goals for our guys. Um, you know, and our guys go out and we challenge them. Um, as a coaching staff, we challenge our kids um, to go do things that we know they're capable of doing um, versus each opponent. And uh, it's up to our kids to go out and execute and reach those those goals or or, or attack those challenges head on. Um, they've been doing a really good job of that these last few weeks. Um, we just want to continue to do that. Seems like a kid who's kind of accepted the challenge is, is Duke. I mean, he was just handed the Heisman over here and – I mean, and you said it in your post-game interview last week, the past couple weeks you guys have been really focusing on getting him involved in the run game. Yeah. And, and I mean, how much How much do you think that's helped him, one, running the ball confidence-wise, throwing the football? I mean, it, it seems like he's he's kind of taken these last two games and really excelled a lot. Of well, it's a big piece, I think, because the other one thing it does for him is it gets him comfortable. Yeah. And it gets him in some rhythm. Um, you get the juices flowing, you know, you, you see good positive plays happen, um, whether that's for the offense or for himself uh, within the offense. Um, and, and, you know, Duke did a really good job in the offseason of, of um, you know, buying into, you know, some of his deficiencies coming into this year, which was being a little bit more athletic, getting a little faster. And, uh, you know, so he made, uh, you know, he made a conscious effort to attack that in the offseason and he ran track. Right. Um, so, you know, and you can see, um, you know, his hard work and his preparation leading up into the season starting to pay off, you know, huge dividends right now right. Um, with his legs. Um, and, you know, and he's he's a competitive kid, man. He's tough. And so, you know, we meet over the weekends as a staff and, you know, he came in here and sat right over there and, and we asked him what can we do to help him you know what I mean? Get into you know some rhythm and and um, you know and have have a have a ball out there on the football right. field. And the one thing that he said was, "I like to run the football." And so we was like, "Oh, that's 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 easy. <laughs> that's music to our ears. <laughs> Let's go." Yeah. And so we you know we drew some opportunities for him and caused some opportunities for him to use his legs and and uh, and, and it's been you know it's been real successful these last couple of weeks for him yeah. and our offense. Cool. All right, man. That was Mansfield senior Tiger head coach Chokey Bradley. Um, and, you know, let's highlight the offense a little bit here. Um, just, a, just a stellar performance. The last two weeks have been absolutely amazing for the Tigers. Uh, running the football, it, it, that was a huge question coming into the season, and they kind of had a lull there in the middle of the year. Um, they, they ran it well the first couple weeks. Um, and, you know, had back-to-back losses there to uh, Maslin and, and West Holmes. And then, um, you know, kind of got back on track a little bit. New Philly's a tough team to run on. Then Lexington, they, they threw the ball very, very well and, and kind of they, they adjusted to what Lexington did against them defensively. They, they packed the box, so they 
kind of got the run, got the pass game going and, and had an explosive performance. And then last two weeks, they've run the football so well. 284 yards last week, 48 rushes. Um, they still completed 12 passes, 12, 22 passes for 127 yards. So uh, it's not like they were just a one-trick pony. Whenever they needed a, a pass play, they got it. Um, and, and, you know, four penalties for 40 yards, still some room to clean up right there on offense. Um, and I think they can do it. Receiving-wise, looks like Amar Davis had uh, just a great game overall. We'll talk a little bit more about him later on, too. Um, six catches for 79 yards, a 13.2-yard per catch average. Uh, Elias Owens had a couple catches for 32 yards. Makai Bradley had a catch for 13 yards. So, you know, it's it's getting spread around quite a bit here recently um and i think it's that's a huge thing for this offense um and and again you know it's it's cliche to say that you know they take what the defense gives them but when you're when you're as good offensively as the tigers are you really can i mean you can you can adjust to a stack box you can you can start throwing the ball a little bit better if they spread everything out in the middle that opens up the run and um duke reese really kind of just took it upon himself. You know, Chokey said the, the other day that, you know, Duke came in to uh, the weekend meetings and he sat over in the corner and Choke looked over at him and was like, hey, like, what what can I, what can we do to get you more comfortable? What can we do to get you in the flow of the game and, and get you feeling comfortable out there, get you playing with some swagger, get you, you know, just, just what can we do to help you? And, and Duke's like, let me run the ball. Let me run the ball a little bit. And you don't get that from, from guys, uh, from high school kids very often. You don't get the get kids that say, you know what, you know, I want to be a passer. That's that's the big thing. Everybody wants to be a passer. The the sexy part of football is throwing it. So um, you, you don't get a quarterback very often saying, you know what, instead of instead of let me air it out all the time and everything, let me let me run it a few times and and it's worked out well. He's he's done incredibly well the past couple weeks. And uh, Jacob Owens, the offensive coordinator, has noticed it. And I think that's going to be a game plan moving forward because Duke has really stepped up in the run game and, and has done a great job. So um, talk to uh, Jacob Owens a little bit just about that and kind of moving forward here as, as, uh, as an offense and kind of what he hopes to achieve over the next couple of weeks where, you know, there's a lot of things that's going to be able to work against these two teams offensively. So uh, th- these these two weeks are really, really important to kind of build things towards the playoffs. Um, you always want to get better at everything you possibly can. And, you know, maybe they can uh, figure out a personnel package that works really well that'll, you know, they can they can break out in the playoffs here. So um, let's hear from Jacob Owens a little bit just about this Tiger offense and, uh, you know, how important it is for, for these next two weeks. It seems like you guys have kind of found the, the winning recipe, I think, just kind of running the football and, and kind of controlling the line of scrimmage. You've been able to do it last two weeks against two pretty decent teams up front, at least. I mean, how, how much does that kind of contribute to what you guys have been able to do the past couple weeks? Oh, uh, yeah. Being, a, being able to run the football is, is is vital. Yeah. It's something that we really wanted to do um, this year, the whole year. Um, I think we found our stride. Yeah. Um, being able to run a variety of run plays is, is great. And, uh, I think we have found a key to success. Um, and it also opens up our playbook in many other ways that yeah. I'd never even thought of, like with the play action pass and right. 
in the short game and then our running our quarterback as well. Yeah. That has that has opened up some stuff too. So I mean, I was gonna bring up Duke. I mean, last two weeks he's he's run the ball extremely well, and I think yeah. you know Choke even said after the game that that's kind of been a conscious effort the past two weeks. It to has been. Get him going. It has been. I just want to get Duke in the in the best situation as possible, um, and I think running him is giving him confidence as well. Yeah. Um, and that's adds an extra guy to our offense, right? Right. right. We already got all these weapons all around the field, and then our, our quarterback runs for 100 yards. That adds a whole other element. Yeah. So, like, I love it. You know, I was a running quarterback myself, so seeing him do that Friday night, just it made me smile ear to ear. And, I mean, I'm sure that's something internally you guys knew he could do, but, like, me and, and kind of everybody that's yeah. outside kind of looking at the whole picture of, of football, rich, high school football, Richland County football, I, I didn't tab Duke as a running quarterback. Yeah. But, I mean, he's, he's, he's he surprised me. He's fully capable yeah. is what I would say. He's fully capable of running. He did a great job this offseason working out with the track team, um, becoming faster, physically stronger, right. which helped everything in, in his game. So he put the time in, and now it's, it's, he's reaping what he sold. Yeah. I talked to Jaden Jones after the game last week, and, yeah. and he was like, you know what, after those, those two – Losses against you know Maslin and and uh, West Holmes. He's like, you know, we as an offensive line just kind of changed our mindset and changed things. What have you noticed from them up front to, that allows you to do what you guys? Do? Well, every week we challenge them to be physical and win the line of scrimmage, and they they've answered the bell every time. And that's the biggest thing for me is is them accepting the challenge on Friday night and and then proving it to everybody right. that they are better and they are bigger and they are faster and stronger and they're proving it week in and week out that. There are offensive liners for real. Right. And I was I was up in the booth last week with Eric Will and Aaron Hines, yeah. and we were talking, and you guys ran like a you know a kind of a bubble pass to Amar, and I'm like, you know, it's kind of the extension of the run. Yeah. And I mean, how how much does that kind of help you guys do what you do just straight out of the backfield too? I mean, you can you can oh, that's get, it's it's like speed it's like and space. Play, yeah, right? speed and space is what we want to do, and getting our, our playmakers the ball like Amar Davis. And it's such an easy throw for Duke, too. Right, right. So, yeah, it's like an extension of a run, those those quick bubble, bubble throws. And it gets him in a rhythm. Yeah. Um, and it gets our playmaker the ball, like I said. And you know how he gets. When he gets <laughs> get the ball in space, man, he can he can make some things happen. I mean, so the next two weeks, I mean, these are on paper. I know the game isn't played on paper, but on paper, these are these are games that I feel like you guys can – kind of work on getting better at, at things that you want to get better at. I mean, what yeah. are what are kind of the things that, that you hope to see this offense kind of get better at that will lead you into the playoffs and kind of help you? So I told the boys we have to, we have, to have a, a mindset, and it has yeah. to be a mindset that it carries us through. It can't be, well, this week this opponent is this. It can't be that. It has right. to be we are the Tigers and we're going to work on this, and right. this it has to focus on us. That's been our mantra is finding ways to win, Focus on us. Keep getting better at us. And we have to continue to get better. And that's that's what we want to focus on is execu- executing our game plan and getting better at us and fine-tuning those things that we need to fine-tune. We still got a lot of work to do. Right. We're not scoring the ball every time we touch it. And right. that's, that's one of the things that we want to do. Yeah. We want to get there, but we're not there yet. So we want to continue to get better and focus on us. Is there kind of a, a small little aspect of the offense that you want to improve on? Maybe like a, I don't know, get like tight ends involved or something like that. Or is I, there anything I mean, like I, th- that? I like how we're, we're pretty well well rounded right now. We yeah. got we can go empty, we can go two tight ends, we can go full house backfield. So I, I think we're pretty well rounded. Mm-hmm. I think it's just focusing on us and mm-hmm. keep getting better, fine tuning the little things. Right. 
600th win in, in Tiger football history this past week. I mean, what what does that mean to a former player, now a coach? You grew up in this program. You know, yeah. you know, you know everything about it. Yeah. Six hundred wins in this program. It means a lot to me, man. Just to, to be to be a tiger, you know what I mean, and to be a part of history. It really means a lot. I was a ball boy when Chuck was playing. Right. I, I I played quarterback here myself, and now I'm coaching the offensive coordinator. And it's it's a blessing to be around it, man, and and to be a part of history. Right. A lot of people don't get to, to say they're a part of history, and I can say that. Being a tiger, right? What do you what do you think that says about the program? Oh, it says a lot, man. I mean, we've we've had our peaks and valleys. I'll tell you yeah. that. But yeah. it, to, for us to be here now and where we're at, and it's a blessing. Is yeah. what I can say. It's it's, tr- it's truly a blessing. And, and kudos to Choke, thirteen years of getting this program to where it is now. And right. hey, we'll take it. Definitely. <laughs> cool. Appreciate it. Man. Yep. That was Mansfield senior tiger offensive coordinator Jacob Owens. Uh, man, the, the offense is just rolling right now. It's a lot of fun to watch, but what's even more fun to watch is this defense. Uh, man, you know, the Tigers always hang their hat on, on the defensive side of the football, and that's where they make their living, and, and that's just what they do. And, and it's great to see uh, another huge performance on Friday night. Um, you know, they held Worcester to one of nine on third downs and one of two on fourth downs um, and, and just didn't didn't allow a whole lot of anything 32 plays only 142 total yards so that that kind of says it all Makai Bradley had a great game 11 total tackles had a half a sack and two tackles for loss Ricky Mills was special again five tackles two and a half for loss he disrupted the run game all night long Leo Hess had a four tackles a half a sack and one tackle for loss um, you know, just another big game. Giante O'Brien kind of had a had a breakout game this week. He had three tackles. There's still not nobody's even throwing his way. Um, so his you know his interception total is down from last year, but it's because nobody's even trying to test him at all. Um, and that's just a testament of how good that kid is. Um, but the standout of the game was Amar Davis, and kind of because O'Brien is not getting the ball thrown t- towards him, the, everybody's throwing it towards Amar Davis and. They're they're paying the price for it just as much as if they would throw it the other way. Uh, Amar had two interceptions and he returned one for a touchdown. Um, I believe it was about a, a thirty-nine yard interception return there in the fourth quarter. At one point, you know, at the end of the third and into the fourth, the the Tigers had four defensive possessions that ended in a turnover. So they had two fumble recoveries and two interceptions by Amar Davis. And that kind of just broke the spirit of the Generals right there um, and ended at 31-11 and just kind of put things on ice and got the, got a probably one of the bigger wins of the season. We Everybody kind of expected Worcester to be, you know, one of the one of the top teams in the OCC. And I think Mansfield Senior winning at Ashland last week and beating Worcester this week kind of proved that, you know, they're, they're the true number two team behind West Holmes. Uh, in this league, and and that's a good spot to be. West Holmes is very, very good. Um, Talk to Sean Adams a little bit just about, um, you know, this this defense and kind of um, how special it is to to be a defensive coordinator of the Tigers and and have just the talent that he has around him. So here's Sean Adams just a little bit about this defense. So the fourth quarter was... It was quite a defensive performance. I mean, you guys had, like four, I think, four straight possessions where you turned them over. It was two interceptions, two fumbles, and just, I mean, that was that was probably the best I've seen you guys play. 
Uh, yeah, there it, it was a good performance. You know, I, if anybody is critical, it's Choke and I. Right. Um, there were several times, and I think we have 1,400 yards of bear crawls this wow. week because <laughs> we didn't get lined up. Ten times, right. and then four times we looked like a circus trying to tackle. <laughs> so we got to pay the piper, right? And um, you know that's what we're going to do today. And you know that we we hit and we hustled and we play hard. And if we can just get those other things in line, then then I'm I'm looking forward to this week, next week, and whatever happens after that. Right. It feels like the offense has kind of taken the personality of the defense right now. I mean, with the way you guys are running the football and, and kind of hitting hard in, in the trenches. and I mean, is it, is it kind of nice to see kind of a, almost a collective one identity out there? Well, yeah, I, I think that that's something that we've always tried to do is to, is to have our offense and defense parallel each other and try to feed off of each other. And I think, you know, you mentioned the offense. Uh, who's a big part of that offense here lately? Makai Bradley. Right. Makai right. Bradley's leading up through there, ISOs and powers and GEFs and GHs. Right. And, you know, Makai brings that, that leadership to both sides of the ball. And, hey, we're going to get downright dirty and nasty and physical, and, right. and that's what we've been doing. And he's, he does it on – I mean, he's your guy on defense, too. I mean, he, he was the one that forced one of the fumbles, I think. Right. Too. Yep. So, um, I mean, just how, how much has he kind of evolved as a leader? I feel like I mean, he started as a freshman and, and went they, you know went to a state title game and kind of slowly like started inheriting a, a leadership role. Uh, Kai is is one of those uh, leaders that you you, you you lead by example. Right. Um, and that's not only out here; it's in the community, it's at the schoolhouse. Kai's a leader by example, right. and he's always very respectful. He's always on time. He's always. Um, disciplined um, he's always got integrity and you know all that kind of emulates from Kai from his aura and, and then that spreads to the rest of us and let's let's not forget uh, he is kind of a, a mean kid right. he's a nasty kid when you get out here or yeah. you get on the wrestling man it's, it's a it's a different switch right and um, that translates to these guys as well so you get Mount Vernon who's who's kind of struggling right now in, in almost every aspect of the game um, I mean, how, how do you kind of keep a, a defense from just underestimating? I mean, it would be easy for them to go out here Friday night and just be like, all we have to do is show up and win this game. And they, they might, but, I mean, how do you kind of keep them playing at their, at their peak against a, a lower opponent? Well, I think we mentioned it earlier. Uh, we, we got accountability today. Yeah, yeah. And you hold right. them accountable, and, and that, that bar seems to stay – stay raised or we even want it to go a little bit higher right and uh, you know I think holding them accountable and and uh, making sure that they know the expectations right. we've got a simple game plan for for Mount Vernon we shouldn't have any issues getting lined up all we need to do is go get lined up play hard play fast be physical tackle well and 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 see what happens you probably offered them some food for a shutout aren't you? well <laughs> they, they, they always know chicken wings around the table <laughs> That's always a good motivator. So maybe multiply the bear crawls by two, and then if they shut them out, give them two times the chicken. There you go. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks, Jake. That was Mansfield senior defensive coordinator Sean Adams, who, uh, man, I mean, that, that guy could be a head coach anywhere. Um, I mean, any team would be very fortunate to have this guy as a head coach. Um, but you know what? He's, he's loving his life right at home um, with the Mansfield senior Tigers and, and head coach Chokey Bradley. Gives – 
a, a ton of credit to his defensive coordinator. He pretty much says, you know what, as long as Sean Adams is my defensive coordinator and I'm the head coach, we're going to play really good defense. Um, and, and that's no lie. The Tigers do that um, on a weekly basis. So, um, you know, big props to him. Um, he's He may ha- uh, have a smaller wallet after Friday night. Um, he, he promises his defense some chicken wings if they pitch a shutout. And, man, they have a really good opportunity here on Friday night and against uh, Mount Vernon at home, final home game at Arlen Field uh, during the regular season. I, I think the Tigers are going to get a home playoff game um, pretty easily here, but, um, you know, a special time to kind of close out the regular season home stand and, and, uh, against the team that's, that's kind of struggling, um, uh, to be honest, Mount Vernon is, uh, they're one in seven right now. They beat Marion Harding week one in double overtime, 28, 21 for their only win on the year. Um, you know, since then in week two, they, they gave Newark a game. They lost 35, 34, but after that, man, it's kind of fallen off uh, pretty bad. Delaware Hayes, they lost in week three, 45 to 10. Got beat by Lexington, 30 to 7. Got beat by Ashland, 53 to 7. New Philly beat them, 44 to 6. In the last two weeks, they've lost to Worcester, 48 to nothing, and Madison, 35 to nothing. So um, in the last five weeks, they've only scored 20 points offensively and have just given up a ton of points. The lowest total is 30. Um, and their lowest total on the year is 21. So, um, you know, Mansfield Senior is going to be able to score a lot of points this week, and they're going to have a golden opportunity to pitch a shutout here. So um, should be a great, great Friday night game. Um, going up against a struggling offense um, and a struggling defense all around, you know, th- this could be – this is a game where, you know, the Tigers could just walk in and just expect to win just by showing up. And they honestly, they probably can. But I think that the main focus moving forward is going to be, you know, faceless opponent, show up, play the play the game the way we know how to play. And because we have there's so much to play for um, here at the end of the year. Playoff positioning is everything um, when it gets to the postseason. So you don't want to have a slip up against a, a lesser opponent, even though, you know, Mount Vernon is D2. Um, so these these points that the the Tigers can get Friday night are you know a little bit more than what they would be if they were D three, um, but in all the same, man, you got to show up, you got to play the game the right way, um, and, and not even think about who you're playing against because the, as soon as you say, oh, you know what, we're playing Mount Vernon, they're struggling, they're one and seven, um, that that's when you kind of get trapped and you put together a, a lesser game and and you know not have the best performance you possibly can. And in turn, that just it's a wasted opportunity to get better for the playoffs. So um, I think that's going to be the key Friday night for the Tigers. You know, they can easily come in and cruise and win, you know, 21 nothing, and, you know, not, you know, live up to their kind of expectations. But the key for them will be if they can come out and put together a solid game and, you know, make sure they don't, play down to anyone's level and just kind of control things from the very beginning that that's going to be it for the Tigers I think they can they can finish this season eight and two very easily but what kind of eight and two will it be a very special eight and two when you finish the year with four you know five really six good wins at the end of the season Um, and, and in the last two weeks do you kind of show your dominance and 
prepare for this postseason run? Or do you just kind of cruise and, and pick up two wins and then maybe go into the playoffs not exactly playing your best? So that's that's going to be the key Friday night, I think, for the Tigers. Um, they're going to have a great time. Uh, it's going to be Arlen Field. Arlen Field should be bumping again. Um, big time game for them and, uh, you know, finish out the season strong, get a good playoff spot right now. The Tigers are in third in their region. Uh, they're sitting behind Tiffin Columbian at number one and Buckeye Medina, uh, Medina Buckeye, I'm sorry, at number two. Um, Tigers have already clinched a playoff spot. Um, just kind of see where they they fall will be the, the big key. Tiffin Columbian has a tough game against 7-1 and one Perkins this week. Um, and that could open things up. Medina Buckeye has a uh, five and two holy name who is in this region. Um, so it's it's kind of a big, big deal here on Friday night. If the Tigers can come out, take care of business, put up some style points, and then, you know, hopefully uh, Tiffin and Medina Buckeye can get knocked off and send the Tigers back up to that number one spot and, and uh, get, get two playoff games. That'll be huge for them. So, uh Lot of play, lot to play for here Friday night. I think it's going to be a great, great night for football. It's going to be a little chilly, um, but you know what? It, it's football season. This is uh, mid October, and and uh, you know football isn't meant to be played in eighty degree weather, perfect sunshine, um, like it is out in California and everything. It, it's meant to be played in the cold, uh, where toughness kind of shines through, and that's that's what Ohio football is all about. That's what Mansfield senior football is all about. So. We'll see you guys Friday night. It's going to be a good one, and I hope you guys stay warm and have some fun watching some high school football. It's the best time of the year. After this week, we only have one more week until the playoffs start, so uh, be sure to get out there and and support your your local teams because they definitely deserve it. They put in a lot of work, uh, not not just over the last nine weeks, but since June and July, they've, they've been at it trying to get better and put on a show for you guys. So be sure to go out there and give them some support and uh, and enjoy uh, high school football. That's what it's all about. So uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.